Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Ball. And Ball has been practicing diversity and inclusion for years, while other major companies just talk about it as a workplace idealism. Ball is living it. And what I mean by that is their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They have a corporate equality index score of 100 percent and that is huge because they want to hire people so they have a great place to work and they want to give you a job Two, you can't name two better things than that right there. So how do you get a job over at Bob? Well, text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll get linked up to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. Before we hop in the show, and man, you guys are going to love this show. Ryan is losing it, and that's pretty much how this show goes. So, Ryan, let's hop into the show. DNVR and we are live from the undefeated preseason lounge. There we go. Oh man, uh, what a fun time! You know, only very few teams can say they've. Well, not very few teams, but it's not exactly common to go undefeated in the preseason. Now, you know how many times the Broncos have done it? How many? Five. Five times. Okay. And you know what this one was, though? They gave up the fewest points ever in those five times. What about PPG? Because there was only three games. Don't know. Good okay. question. Seven. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe that anyone's done better. Everyone Zach wants to tell you about the two teams that went undefeated in the preseason and then 
0-16 in the regular season. <laughs> but what they don't tell you about is the eight teams who have gone undefeated in the preseason and won the Super Bowl. Hey, how about that? Yes. So which path are the Broncos on? Uh, right down the middle, <laughs> right in between. Oh, no. uh, but we'll get to all that in a second. First, I want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSU Denver. .edu slash online is where you can go check out all they have to offer. You can do it online uh, when you check it out, and then you'll just stay online the whole time as you get your education from wherever you want, whenever you want. It's convenient for everyone, especially those of you who have a full-time job. So check out our friends over at MSU Denver. See if they have something for you and get in on the fantastic education that they offer over there my boy what's up brian undefeated the vibes are great but they weren't at the beginning of the game and they flipped around thankfully yes they did and it's kind of a a tale of two quarterbacks here who kind of went across a similar path we'll get to all that I, w I want to dive into the quarterback specifically of course but i just want to start zach with your biggest takeaway from the game as a whole well starting the game a non-quarterback, Ryan, I look at Melvin Gordon, and I look at this running game that the Broncos have, and boy, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have looked as good as you could possibly have hoped in preseason. Javante Williams didn't play tonight, not because he was injured, big relief there, but just because he, uh, he the Broncos had seen enough from him, and they wanted to see what Melvin Gordon could do. Uh, Is he and, the only dude on the roster that got sat because he was just too valuable, pretty, seen enough? Pretty much. I mean, you saw Vaughn out there. You saw Bradley Chubb out there. You saw everyone out there except for Javante Williams shows what they think of him. And yes. this, this running attack, Ryan, I mean, Melvin tonight rushed uh, average seven yards per attempt, and he was shaking and baking guys, not letting anyone tackle him on first contact. I love it, and that's what this team is going to be built on, especially with Teddy with Teddy as the quarterback. Yeah, and I think it's a really good point. This team is going to be able to run the ball. What a relief that is. Yeah. And obviously, you know, uh, they haven't faced the greatest of challenges when it comes to running the ball. But Melvin Gordon looks fast. Um, he looks more explosive than I think he looked last year. Javante Williams is – a bowling ball that's about the only way i could can describe him i get some uh i told someone the other day i get some mjd vibes from him oh i love it um and so i think this team is going to run the ball better than they did last season yep. and that is ingredient number one yeah i honestly believe to them being successful i think is just the easiest way of putting that um they're gonna have to run the ball and they look like they're going to for me my biggest takeaway is it's not going to be as easy as it looked those first two games. Um, now we say it ain't so yeah. I will not go. Wow. You're in a good mood. Um, I just, uh, it looked so easy and we knew deep down that that's, that wasn't real. Yeah. And then you come out here tonight and unfortunately it should have looked the same. You know what I mean? Like it's not as if the Rams threw out Aaron Donald. Um, I don't even know if they played uh, Justin Hollins. Right? I don't think they did. They didn't play their second string quarterback. So it was supposed to look that easy tonight, and it didn't. And that just gave me pause. Um, I really wanted Teddy to go out there and just dice him up. Two, one maybe, one great drive, touchdown, walk off. Everyone feels better, and it didn't happen. And it was just a little bit of a reminder that, like, even against the Giants – 
it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and not just for the offensive side of the ball, Ryan. The defensive side is what scared me, maybe even more so than the offensive side. It was scary seeing a third-string offense go de- march down the field against the Broncos' defense. And then after the game, Vic was asked about it, and he said he thought the defense was tired. And to me, uh, maybe that's the case in preseason game number three if the defense is playing late into the fourth quarter. But on the second and third drive of the game, Ryan, why are they tired? I mean, if that's really the case, that's concerning to me, very concerning that these guys are already gassed. And then he blamed the fatigue police? (laughs) The the fatigue police have been policing a little too much, as Vic said. Unbelievable, man. (laughs) I cannot believe – I mean – the fatigue police don't stop you from being able to do conditioning work. Maybe the fatigue police can get me an escort down here after the game. Oh, you want an escort? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's it's nice that you bring that up, Zach, because uh, I did want to mention it. Um, as you noticed, uh, to, to those of you who have been listening in after every game, a little bit later tonight, and that's just going to be the deal um, for home games because Zach had to come here to the bar from the stadium uh, I thought you made pretty good time. How was the traffic getting out of there? Beautiful. Nice. Not okay, bad so, at all. so that's about um, the best case scenario, I guess. Um, but we'll hope to be as quick as that was um, and, and get this live as fast as we can to you guys. Uh, and appreciate you guys for being a little patient. I saw we had like 50 people waiting before the game. So home games going to take a little longer. Away games will be right after the, the final boom. buzzer. So uh, now that we have top takeaways out of the way let's make our way towards these quarterbacks and just go chronologically uh start with teddy's first drive rough rough uh and uh you know i i think teddy threw out uh a good reason i should say after the game for why he started slow on those first two drives did he say it's because i've only had half the reps because that'd be hilarious (laughs) that would be great or if he said i only got half the reps on monday (laughs) right exactly boy i was really held back on monday and tuesday by these guys not making the decision yeah uh what he said though was he was really trying to incorporate Cortland sutton and albert o into the offense since he hasn't worked with them in the preseason game so far so he said he without saying it he said he was forcing it to them to try to get them going to try to get himself going with them and he said you know something that I need to do is if those guys aren't open move through my progressions that's not something that I'm concerned about with Teddy is being able to move through his progressions so I'm gonna buy it I'm gonna buy that reason I'm not gonna say it's an excuse I'm gonna say it's a reason uh but still when he's still looking at those guys, he can make better passes. That's not something that we've seen and, and has been a major concern for Teddy over over the preseason and regular se- or in, in training camp. So I'm not concerned. But, man, a 1-6 start with four yards on those first two drives, it was like, oh, no, why did Vic start Teddy in this game? <laughs> yeah, um, I was thinking the same thing, which was just like, just start ripping you know do what the Rams did they played the same guy the whole time yeah Bryce Perkins threw the ball 42 times tonight insane man he looked good I thought he looked I mean you could make the argument that he looked the best of any quarterback (laughs) in the game um yeah the first two drives for Teddy it was just a worst case scenario I mean nothing like 
in terms of the whole game, thank God everyone came out of there healthy because it just oh, had the feel. Yeah. I'll touch wood. It had the feel of one of those games where just like the wheels come off yeah. and everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um, and there's and like you, a weird thing with momentum in sports like that where one or two things go wrong and then the snowball starts going down the hill. So th thank goodness they came out fairly unscathed or completely unscathed. Yep. Um, so, uh, but I will say those first two drives, it was like, all right, so Teddy can't move the ball on their backup defense, and their backup <laughs> offense can move the ball on the Broncos' starting defense. And special teams. And then special teams. Not uh, a surprise, but. Yeah, uh, if we if we were giving out anti-helmet stickers, um, <laughs> I'm actually giving one to Vic Fangio, not to Tom McMahon. I am not going to blame Tom McMahon for one single <laughs> thing that goes wrong this year. Uh, it is everything that goes wrong with special teams is 100% on Vic Fangio's shoulders. He's the one who employs Tom McMahon. He's the one who had ample opportunity after ample opportunity to replace him. Hasn't done so. So Tom McMahon, I feel about you the way I felt about Kendall Hinton. I'm sorry, but you're in over your head. It's not your fault. You were put in a terrible situation. They somehow keep paying you. I don't blame you for taking the paychecks. But this is on Vic Fangio. Man, and Vic is is making it known how displeased he is. I mean, we th that may Do very something well about be it. the first change we see, Ryan. Good God. I just – I can't I, – I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I almost tweeted out, like, sarcastically, like, man, I – I guess Tom McMahon wasn't the problem. The new special teams coach is still... Oh, wait. <laughs> they didn't fire Tom McMahon. They're still yeah. going with that. That's the problem. He's got a good gig, you know, if you can get it. I, I feel bad, like, go, go, going at him so hard, but it's... it's been bad transitioned. It's been bad... Yes, it, it's been bad consistently You're for three years, now. and now it's all Vic's <laughs> fault. Every last bit of it is Vic Fangio's fault. Uh, okay, so then after the two drives that get yeah. off to a rough start... And what was weird really quick about those drives, Ryan, is the run game was looking good. Melvin yeah. Gordon was cooking. He was averaging seven yards per rush. So the, there was it wasn't there was no excuses for the, the passing game not to work. Right. And te Teddy just looked off. I don't know. He was just off. Yep. Um, and that'll that'll happen. And I think one thing that Vic said after the game, which was important to realize, was he liked, but after the fact, he liked that the offense went up against adversity. He liked that the defense went up against adversity and how they responded to that because he said, you know, as much as we liked those first two games where, where we just dominated, in the regular season, you are going to face adversity. So how do you bounce back? So It's like practicing incompletions. <laughs> right, exactly, which Teddy did at the beginning of this game, and so did Drew. Yeah, they were both practicing hard. Um, <laughs> any boo birds? Boo no, no, no boo birds today. Good job, yep. Broncos country. Yep. Even after one thought, and six starts. I thought after yep. going one for six, I thought after the last one where they had to punt again, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Or like a we want Drew chant. I thought yep. that was on the table. Yep. yep, no, no boo birds, but I think there was a lot of clenching from the offensive staff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, too. A lot of sphincters. <laughs> then they get – their hands are tied. Vic Fangio's hands are tied. He cannot leave his quarterback nope. out ending the preseason on one for six. Nope. And I, again, was just, please don't <laughs> let this come back to bite him. I couldn't do it for our sake, Ryan. I could not handle two weeks. Because not just one week till the first game, uh, two weeks of this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but I was just thinking to myself, like, 
Gosh, you know, remember when we used to just say, like, no matter what button Vance Joseph presses, it's yeah. always, it the, always wrong the wrong one. one. And that, that's <laughs> how I felt about that decision. I was like, yep. oh, God. Yep. He's going to put him out there. Something bad is going to happen. Yep. And it's just going to look so bad on him for forcing him out there another time. Not, not literally physically forcing them, but forcing it to try and get some positive momentum. And it pays off. Um, Cortland Sutton finally gets yep. involved yep. Uh, on the big third down conversion. I believe it was third down, third and long conversion uh, out there. Uh, we I wanted to play the highlight, but we don't want to get attacked by the NFL. <laughs> um, if So just go search it. <laughs> Probably if you just search Cortland Sutton on Twitter, you can find the highlight. He absolutely left the DB in the dust, got himself wide open on the sideline. That moves the chains. They get all the way down in there. And then Teddy with... I don't know. I mean, in terms of throws in the preseason, right up there with the top throws of Drew's 80-yarder, um, the one he threw to Salbert last week, uh, and then the the rolling left, you know, turning the hips and delivering a perfect ball to Cortland Sutton in the end zone to finish it off. Um, just a huge sigh of relief for everyone. Oh, my gosh, big time. Five for five for 58 yards and a touchdown on that drive. That's when you pull your quarterback and say, yeah. I'm done calling it a night he still finishes with the passer rating over 100 which is which is very impressive and you what what you love to see the most was Cortland Sutton get involved with with Teddy because that's something that not just with with Teddy but we haven't seen Cortland Sutton really heat up in, no. in this camp and so it was great to see him heat up in the final preseason game at home in his first action two catches uh with the touchdown there he was cooking and Ryan DK, DraftKings, king of the game, Cortland Sutton. So good to see him and Von Miller back tonight. Kayla, you want to bring up the king of the game for us? <laughs> it, it is, in fact, Cortland Sutton. Uh, we didn't get all fancy with the stats. He flashed in his return. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, exactly. That's 10 fantasy points in, in a quarter. Yes, a quarter two, and a half. in one drive. Yeah. Um, two catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it, it really, to me, it just came down to that break he made to the sideline on the third down play. That's when I breathed the big sigh of relief, said he's not afraid to cut. He's not afraid to do anything. He looks like old Cortland. And then that play in the end zone, I mean, he should be your guy down there. He's such yeah. a big body, such a big target. Uh, love seeing him go down to get that again, going down to his knees. Yep. Just little things that you'd like to see the yep. trust in there. Um, and that's that makes him our king of the game. Yeah, I mean, as a commenter just said, he's king of the court. Uh, nice. On the field down nice. there today. And on that play, I loved it because it showed so much heads-up awareness by Cortland to just keep keep the play going. And then by Teddy, we've seen how comfortable he is in the pocket, manipulating in the pocket in those first two preseason games, stepping up, uh, having the, the clock in his head. But then this one, he gets out, shows that he still has mobility. That wasn't something I was concerned about, but I know some people were concerned about. Uh, he's not going to be a Joe Flacco in there in the pocket. He can still get out and make those plays. Yeah. Yeah, his mobility, I don't know who to compare it to. Um, it's not Joe Flacco. It's not, obviously, Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, it's somewhere in between there. But where do you, where would you rank him just compared to Drew Locke? Uh, obviously there, there's a touch below, um, he, and he, he doesn't have the breakout mobility to, yeah. to turn it up the field and turn on the burners, but he has something that's more important and that's that pocket presence and pocket awareness and pocket feel. Okay, Zach. So they get the touchdown. Everyone's feeling better. Yeah. I don't think anyone's feeling good. 
And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Kale, do you hear that music? I think I do. I th I, I, I'm yeah. sitting here thinking to myself, oh gosh, oh, you know what they can't goodness. afford? <laughs> they can't afford Drew Locke to go out there and look awesome after he goes out there and Teddy was just meh. And so I put on my conspiracy oh, theory, boo. my tinfoil hat, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking there's no way they go out here and give him a good series of plays. So they run one right into the back of the offensive line, and I turned to Kale, and I said, watch them run it right into the back of the oh offensive line again. God. And they do so, and then they call a pass on third down, and it was like deja vu all over again. This is exactly what, what absolutely destroyed this offense last year was run, run, pass. Yep. And it, it just felt too, it just felt too coincidental that the thing that they just knew didn't work last year happens to be what they go out there and do. As soon as Drew gets out there, when if Drew goes out there and leads a beautiful touchdown drive on that drive, everyone's losing their minds. Well, I would buy it if Teddy didn't have the touchdown drive before. Uh-huh. Okay. So get that hat off. All right, I'll take that <laughs> no, you can keep it on. Oh, I really don't like it. Um, yeah, uh, that was brutal. I mean, three and out for four yards. It was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad, Zach. And, and again, the second down draw into the back of the offensive line was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Where's Devontae I mean, Booker when you need him? It, it was just so last year. It was so 2020. Yeah. It's exactly what we hated so much last year. And what to me is a big part of the Drew Locke story of last season is just how bad the play calling was. And I couldn't, like, I was literally calling it play by play. Here's what's going to happen. And it's exactly what happened. So I, I did have to put my conspiracy hat on a little bit, especially because I know they know what works for Drew. Right. Because eventually they got around to it and he was awesome. Yep. Yep. But it took another series to get the bad out of the way. And that play the, uh, the strip sack was just something that Drew couldn't afford. And now, obviously, the competition was over. But that, if the, if the quarterback scoreboard was still going, Ryan, that strip sack would have lost him the day because he did bounce back. The, the would have lost him the competition. Right. Yes, exactly. That He did bounce back and finish just like Teddy finished with a beautiful touchdown drive that you love to see. But you can't have those plays where you sit in the pocket too long. These guys, especially when you're with the backup offensive line. But that sack was on Drew. There was, he was in the pocket for over three seconds. Cameron Fleming got beat. It was, a, it was an L for Cameron Fleming. There's no doubt about it. But it was also an L for Drew. But then you like that he did have a, a, a three and out to start the second half. You didn't like to see that. You're thinking, oh, my gosh. We didn't think he could be any worse than Teddy to start. But then he comes back. Very, very nice drive to for him to finish the preseason uh, with confidence. And, Ryan, we know that we're going to see Drew at some point this year, whether it's due to injury, which we hope doesn't happen, touch on wood, whether it's due to poor play. Again, touch wood, hope that doesn't happen. But the, the likelihood is that we're going to see Drew again. And so this is the last time we're going to see him uh, be, before whenever he shows up in the regular season. And at least he finished with some confidence. Yeah, I will say, and it wasn't all just the play calling, um, conspiracy there was no there was just a lot of 2020 drew in tonight's game oh um, and it was just a little disappointing to see I'm very happy that he was able to finish on a high note and he can have that confidence but I know everyone wants to make excuses for him and Cam Fleming it was a bad play it was a terrible play yeah. but you're right and I tweeted this out 
in that situation, which is like your your coach is kind of in between, do I push it or do we just take it into the locker room? Well, you get the pass interference call, and they've called timeouts, and as a coach, you kind of want to stick it to the other coach for calling timeouts. So your coach is like, all right, I'm going to get aggressive. But your coach has to be able to trust you in that situation. Mm-hmm. He has to be able to trust you as, hey, we're going to get aggressive, but I need right. you to be smart and aggressive. Right. And what I tweeted was you have to have your internal clock go one beat faster, mm-hmm. just one beat faster to where you're saying, all right, I feel like I've been in here for a while. I got to get rid of it or yeah. I got to scramble or whatever it is. Yeah. And Drew got too comfortable back there. Someone tweeted at me it was blindside. No, it wasn't. It was on his eye side. He has to see that right. he's getting around. He's going around because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it wasn't a clean beat right at you. But you have to know he's going around, so he's gonna come from this side eventually. Got to at least protect the ball. Yep. And he didn't do it. That gave me last year Drew Lock vibes. And then uh, the other one that really felt like it was deja vu was the wide open Tyree Cleveland streaking down the sidelines, yeah. too flat, too strong. Yeah. It's plagued Drew with his deep ball uh, since he got in the league. He just tends to throw it with not enough air under it to give the receiver time to get under it. That's what he did. He missed it. But I really loved him getting him going through that adversity. You saw how mad he was that he missed that yeah. throw. He could have hung his head. He could have started thinking about this is, you know, I blew my opportunity here. You know, I had the fans on my side, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But no, he went he went back out there um, and had the, you know, his best drive of the day, probably the best drive of the day. For the Broncos, um, they gave him a bunch of play action, which again, would have done it. it works. The, would have done it on the first play <laughs> when he got out there. If if I was trying to go score a touchdown, um, hat. I, I, I don't need the hat. You know what I'm saying. Um, but uh, just really good for him to get that confidence. And like you said, you're right. That's gonna be the the final taste he has in his mouth as they go into this season and eventually work towards probably needing him at some point. Yep. And on that drive back to back to back first down passes for drew lock i don't know how they ruled that catch from uh kendall hinton a catch but it worked out uh got got a first down on that one and then of course you feel great for austin Fort getting in the end zone yes uh as he'll probably land on the practice squad but uh, a really feel good play drew a great drive capped off with the touchdown yeah and you could tell he really wanted to get it to fort um just because of everything he's gone through uh, and as soon as he throws the touchdown pass, he's like running in there to go yeah. celebrate with him. He's yeah. really happy for that. What you love, I mean, these are the little things you have to hang your hat on in the preseason, the little storylines. Yeah. Um, Austin Fort, probably not a Bronco by Tuesday. Maybe a practice squad guy again. Yep. I assume he still has a little bit of eligibility there, but um, just really nice to see drew finish on that note yeah it was and, and on that drive four for four touchdown over 50 passing yards i mean it, it's you, crazy it's crazy how drew and teddy had this. nearly like outside of the fumble from yeah. drew the strip sack they had like the exact same night and the exact same preseason <laughs> yeah do and you he, have the final stats of the whole preseason i do uh, Drew, 19 of 28. I believe that's like 65%. Uh, 298 yards, three touchdowns, 138.7 passer rating, and one strip sack. Okay. Pretty darn good. Yes, very good. And for Teddy, I'm pulling it up right here. He was 22 of 30, so over 70%. 241 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 130 passer rating. Ryan, it's pre- they kind of each played like a whole game. 
uh, over, yes. over the preseason, and you love it. You're, you're the worst of the two quarterbacks has 130 passer rating. Right, and it's funny because again, if you take away the strip sack, you really would have been, after this game would have been able to make a case for Drew ends up with eight high eight points higher passer rating. Yeah, he has the bigger play, yep. all that stuff. Unfortunately, someone tweeted at us and they said, you know, if the competition wasn't over, where would it be tonight? To me, it would have been definitively Teddy. Yeah. Because of you were just waiting for someone to make a mistake. Neither guy had done it. Right. Drew holds onto the ball for a beat too long, and that that would like we would have been sitting here saying that decided the competition. Yep, you're absolutely right. We would have, and uh, so it. Vic Fangio is so lucky that the decision to start or play both of these guys tonight didn't come back to. Because Ryan, after those first two drives, I'm not just thinking how messed up my Twitter mentions are going to be for the next two weeks, but. What are we talking about after this game? Are we talking about now the quarterback competition is back open? <laughs> I don't we don't know. have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about it. Um, I was thinking all sorts of worst case scenarios of like Brett Rippon starting a game in week one. Um, <laughs> by the way, what happened to Brett? Um, not, uh, just wasn't good. But like all preseason. Yeah, not good. Not it's good. A, it's kind of weird. Do you he, think he makes the team? No. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I know they want to keep him around. I think he still has practice squad eligibility as well. So yeah. uh, you you run the risk of losing him to uh, Skangs in San Francisco. Over under 50.5 passer rating for Brett tonight. Under. Way under. 40 points under. Wait, he had a 10 passer rating? <laughs> he had a 10.7 passer rating. Mm. Three for seven, 17 yards and a pick. Dude, I don't know what happened to him. He was so competent before. Yeah, he was. He and was. Is that how bad the Jets are last year? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, maybe he just maybe the Broncos' third team is just really bad this year. That could be it. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get into our helmet stickers... Uh, a helmet sticker for our good friends over at Breckenridge hey, Brewery. Cheers we'll to you guys. To that. Little RK special here. Uh, uh, celebrate an undefeated preseason. <laughs> you know, you never know when you get to celebrate being undefeated. Um, and being in the winner's lounge for three straight games? If that happens this year, um, I will do two shots on there. Oh, how about that? In an RK special? No, I don't oh, want to okay. do that. That's, okay. No. That would ruin the RK special. It could special. be a special RK special. Yeah, um... No. Uh, so, yes, Broncos win three straight. I'll do back-to-back -back shots on air. Um, I like that. Anyways, speaking of undefeated, Breckenridge Brewery is undefeated. Literally every single beer that they put out is elite. And if you're looking for a game day beer, there's no better one than Broncos Country. Mm. Uh, or what is it? United. Hoppy Pale Ale. Oh, yes. United, it's called Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. Yeah. It is delicious. And, uh, great. I, mean, and I mean, the, the packaging uh, is pack pristine incredible package yeah yeah and you, you can't miss it no you can't so check out our friends over at breck brewery um get their beers get their seltzers get their lemonade seltzers all of it it's all great i mean if we're talking about being hooked up with the best ryan you got to hook yourself up with the best especially if you're looking to hook up and that's with our friends over at manscape make sure to check them out for the lawnmower 4.0 it's just the best in the biz that's their specialty and there's a reason it's their specialty is because the lawnmower 4.0 is the best razor out there i don't care what you're talking about but specifically 
for below the belt. And why not just get the performance package 4.0 when you're at it? Because you get the lawnmower 4.0 plus everything else that you need for below the belt. But they also do stuff above the belt, Ryan. They have so many great products that you need to check out. And if you check, use the code DNVR, you'll get 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped. So check them out. Get the lawnmower 4.0. Get the perfect package 4.0 and be ready to just be hooked up in the best possible way. I think that's what Melvin Gordon used to take off his dreads. <laughs> now he looks way faster. He does, yes. Uh, you see the coat he was wearing after too? Oh, yes. I, yeah. yeah, I believe he got that from one of the uh, vintage shops I follow on Instagram. <laughs> he probably did. Um <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You can also become a member at uh, thednvr.com. Get your questions answered on this show every day, uh, especially in the podcast side of things. Um, you can get deals on all of our merch. By the way, a ton of new merch coming, including new Broncos stuff. So keep an eye out for that. You'll get a free shirt when you become a member and so, so much more. I could go on forever, but I won't because we got to get to helmet stickers. So, Zach, I will give you the first sticker to give out who you got i'm starting with the guy who i started with the show off melvin gordon he looked really good that's all we need to see melvin gordon uh and he looked just like you wanted him to ryan this backfield looks like it's going to be so much fun and going to be a top five backfield and we didn't even get to see mike boone in the preseason which is really sad yeah exactly that's a good point um there was that other guy 32 he yes. looked good. Yes, he did. He was moving his feet. He was. He was spinning around and yeah. having won't, fun. Won't make the team, but uh, Scott, you look good. His name is Scott. Yeah, yeah, Michael Scott. Uh, okay. No, it's not Michael Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, th those guys are going to be awesome. Um, man, first helmet sticker for me. I, all right, I have a, I have a strategy here Ooh. that what I, who I'm going to. Uh -oh. Kind of windy outside. We look, we're looking over um, our shoulder. I am going. You, you'll see where I'm going eventually. My first one is going to Albert Okwebunam. Oh, you took it from me. Uh, looked great out there. Looked smooth out there. How was the pronunciation on uh, the broadcast? Was it okay? You know, I'll tell you in the press box, it was like, dude, just stick with Alberto. Yeah, you, um, <laughs> it was. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't okay. Too bad. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, I was impressed with him. He looked smooth out there. Drew got on the ball. Um, I'm I'm down with him trying to hurdle anyone <laughs> anytime. He's like, you're not gonna crouch. I don't care. I'm still. I jumping. know. That's what I that's what I was saying at the bar. I was like, the guy didn't even ever look like no, he was going he low. Know. He broke down perfectly and just stood there. And you're just like, yep, yeah, I'm going over you. He's like, I'm gonna show you my knee is good by ramming it into your helmet. Right. That's exactly what it was for me. It's the same thing I was saying about Cortland. He showed. He was confident in his limbs, and I like that. <laughs> we love when you're confident in your limbs, yes. especially over at Mans. Yes, they'll yes. make you confident in every one of your limbs. And every hanging part. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, I love I, <laughs> I love the way Alberto looked, and I love that Teddy and Drew intentionally tried to get him involved. And Ryan, he really looked like he's going to be a big part of this offense, especially with the first team. Uh, Noah Fant non-existent um now obviously he didn't play tonight but you know how many catches he had in the first two preseason games one zero you know how many targets he had in the first two preseason games one zero oh my zero gosh. i mean so that's just crazy and then so noah doesn't play tonight dealing with a little bit of an issue which vic doesn't think is going to be serious or impact him but we see albert albert o get out there playing in noah's spot and he gets four targets tonight 
three catches, 23 yards, uh, and ha did have that one drop, which was tough, especially for Teddy. That was like the one that was supposed to get Teddy going and what well, was, was dropped. High. But then he, he, he turned back around and was good. Wait, maybe that was. I think that was, was the high. first one that that a defender. Oh came and yeah, got right it right. After. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just nice to see him out there moving around. Um, didn't look quite as fast, I feel like, as he did, but he's it's those fatigue police, you know, <laughs> and just not letting him get into shape. Uh, I'm I'm going to Jonathan Cooper. Oh my for God. a helmet sticker. This guy, I, I mean, I think he I'm, could start for a lot of teams right next, now. Two Sundays from now. Yeah, I I completely agree. They actually give helmet stickers out at Ohio State. If the Broncos did it, I mean, he may have the most helmet stickers of anyone outside of the quarterbacks for this preseason. I think he would outdo the quarterbacks. It, it just incredible, Ryan. We know he's making the roster as he should. It just looks like the Broncos got an absolute steal in the seventh round. I mean, I said either last week or two weeks ago that he would. He looks like he's playing like a, a, a fourth-round pick. Ryan, he's playing like a first-round first round pick. pick right now. 100%. And it is just insane. So, so happy that the Broncos took a chance on him because he was a guy that had an, a swollen heart, is what he said. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was swollen, had to get a procedure on it. That You're certainly taking a gamble when you do that, and that gamble has paid off big time. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, I'm not like a big draft nerd, so I, pro I didn't even hear about him, you know? Like, that's how far down, but I'm just like right. – Wondering what it is college tape looks like. It's not like he slipped through the cracks at like Alcorn State or something. Right. He's playing at Ohio State. Yep. If he looked like that, how did he fall? I, right. yeah. I mean, I realize there's the health concern, but he's an animal. Yep. And he had a tackle for a loss today. Just a beast in the run game. Pressure and, and, after and, pressure. And that's what's so key is that, it, yeah, it's not just one phase of the game that he's good in. Like we saw with Malik Reed last year. He was really good at rushing the quarterback, needed to beef up in the run game. It really seems like Malik has done that, by the way. He's been really stout. Uh, but Jonathan Cooper, just a stud in both ways. Uh, uh, you know, the old alien thing. If an alien <laughs> came down and watched the Broncos' three preseason games, they knew football really well because of alien football, <laughs> but they didn't know anything about American football and who the players were. They tell you Jonathan Cooper's the best player on the Broncos. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they, they certainly would. Number 53 gets a helmet sticker. Yeah, absolutely deserving. All right, next helmet sticker. Speaking of the best player on the Broncos, it's quite arguably this guy. It's Von Miller. Um, almost had a sack on the first snap. Almost gets a sack a little bit later. Super active. He did my favorite thing, which is just absolutely discarding a tight end that's trying to block no, him in the run game so mean it, it's it looks so effortless yep like it almost looks like it's part of a play yep where like the tight end's just supposed to move when he tells him to yeah tight end tries to block him tosses him aside makes the play in the backfield i was like that's old von miller to me and one of the things he said after the game ryan was von never left and it looked like that I mean, it, it certainly looks he like He said that Vaughn. in third person? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Vaughn thing to say, too. Yes, so it if is. If you want to be like Vaughn, just talk about yourself in, in first person. That's something that Zach Stevens would say about Vaughn Miller. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I just thought he really looked like himself out there. Yep. Um, I still keep, can't, keep, can't get over the stat that they keep showing on the broadcasts, which is that Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb have played 20 games together. And they have seven forced fumbles in those 20 games. Wow. Uh, like, I mean, 
It just seems like it's that's so ridiculously high to me. That that's absurd. Uh, so basically, getting you're you're guaranteed a forced fumble one every three games. And they haven't even been good. I mean, outside of that right. stat, they have not lived up to what this duo is supposed to be in 20 games. Right. But we talk about this defense needing to create turnovers, Ugh. and if you can get strip sacks and that yeah. sort of thing, it's going to be transformational for this offense. I think. The same way that the offense not turning the ball over can be transformational for the defense. So uh, just happy to see Vaughn back. And, you know, he should be the best player on the team. He's the highest paid player on the team. Yeah, you're 100% right. I'm going to go another helmet sticker to Josie Jewell, a guy who we have not talked about at all because he's been injured. We've been talking about Justin Sternod, Alexander Johnson, uh, really Justin Sternod. But tonight it was Josie Jewell. The Broncos actually started in nickel. And he was the inside linebacker that was on the field. And then he also had a big sack that was called back for something that, that didn't have to do with him, but it was just a beastly sack still. Uh, like to see some life out of Josie Jewell. And this is a great problem for Vic Fangio to have. Who do you take off the field when you're putting nickel on, when you're putting dime on? Now, dime, you're probably not going to have any of those guys out there. But uh, a great problem to have where you're comfortable with it being Alexander Johnson, where you're comfortable with it being Josie Jewell and I think the more the season goes on they're going to be more and more comfortable with Justin Sternod yeah uh you definitely want those pieces you got to have them uh so nice for Josie uh and then this guy I mean he, he already has our king of the game but I just want to finish off my theme here which is all the guys who played in their first game back uh tonight it's Cortland Sutton uh we called him the DraftKings king of the game he was awesome he looked like Cortland Sutton um and I kind of agree with what they said before the game, which is like, we just want to, we need those guys to get out there and show that they feel confident. Yep. I feel like all three of those guys really showed like they were confident yep. and I feel more confident now because of it. I now there was the risk worth it. No, we don't have to know. <laughs> right. And thank so the Lord. We, thank goodness. We don't have to know if the risk was worth it. The answer is no, it wasn't, but it's fine because everything worked out just fine. And now I personally feel more confident in all three of those. You guys. know what Vic was, was doing before the game. He was touching a lot of wood. <laughs> he was touching a lot of wood, hoping that, that it would end Walking this by way. every locker. I think those lockers <laughs> yeah. are made out of wood. <laughs> he was sitting in the locker before just pounding oh. on it. <laughs> wow. I was doing no, this. Yeah, the wrists yeah, were I'm out, sure not the other were. way around. Make sure someone cuts that and turns it into a gift. Uh, yes, oh, boy, it is yes. 1125. Yeah, yeah I was... Uh, I was told as I was walking out by a very nice uh, lady that worked in Powerfield in my eye. Wow, you look really tired. Oh. Your eyes are so tired. I'm like, wow. Thanks. Can I just give a pro thanks. tip to everyone? Don't Never say that. say that to anyone. <laughs> yeah. It's such a mean thing to say. <laughs> like, maybe you're like doing it to show them sympathy. Like, oh man, why are you so tired? Right. Every time it just makes that person feel bad about <laughs> right. themselves. Yes, it does. It does. Um, I think you look fresh faced. Thank you. You're spring chicken. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, after all that wood touching. But what was I saying about the wood touching? <laughs> Uh, Vic Fangio was very nervous before the yes, game. Yes, so Vic Fangio, good. <laughs> all, all good. All of those, there we go. All of those guys you do feel a lot more confident about. Really good to see. Uh, especially just, I'm not worried about Noah Fant, but Noah Fant hasn't been lighting it up in training camp. Not to his fault. He hasn't been looking bad. But it, it's just kind of something in the back of your mind. Kind of like Garrett Bowles uh, p potentially getting uh, <laughs> got some good comments, comments coming in. Uh, Garrett Bowles, he's also in the back of my mind of like, 
how good is he right now? I've seen a little bit of struggles um, and uh, don't know how we're going to make it through this right here. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give a final helmet sticker to Trinity Benson. Sorry, three only. <laughs> Sorry, Trinity. It's being redacted. TB12 yes. is what we call him, what He's the on country the team. calls him. He's on the team. Uh, two things that he didn't do. We going Sharpie? Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. We, we got to go Sharpie for TB12 with a nickname like that. He was back there to return punts and kickoffs. Now, didn't have to do either um, because their punter was I mean, how much sticker so, to him. <laughs> seriously, he can have four. Um, so people that were at the game, yeah, I saw multiple people tweeting and they just assumed it was Johnny Hecker, but it wasn't Johnny Hecker. He's dealing with like COVID protocol stuff. Yeah, it was. Corey Bohorquez. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, not really. <laughs> um, and the dude literally looked like the best punter in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. I mean, downing it at the one-yard line. You have the Rams playing some hot potato to keep it in. Twice. 67-yard uh, bomb. This guy, yeah, twice. That went out on the one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Insane. I've never seen anything like it. Meanwhile, you know, the Broncos are, uh, had a punter issue at one point. They ended up with Colby Wadman for like two years. <laughs> These guys have COVID protocol issues. They bring in the best punter <laughs> in the NFL overnight. Tom McMahon. Colby Wadman, Tom McMahon's guy. Rico, Rico up plan, and Chico. <laughs> Rico. <laughs> um, and Trinity Benson leads the team in receiving. Wow. Yeah, how about that? So we had the one from Locke tonight, the one from – he had two from Teddy and one from Locke in the first game. How many catches did he end up with? Five, six? Sure. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. Okay. Tonight, two for two for 34 yards. He's on the team. It, if he doesn't make the team, Ryan – what are we doing? Why are we doing training camp? Why are we doing preseason? He's probably been the Broncos' best receiver in preseason games and uh, second best only behind Jerry Judy in, in uh, training camp. Trinity Benson from East Central College? Is that what it is? Yes, in Kansas? I want to say Texas. All I've heard, no offense to East Central, is, I think Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I've heard about East Central is it's just in a terrible town. So anyone from there, I'm sorry. But just shows you how far he's come. <laughs> Trinity Benson. I just want to make sure we're getting this in, this correct. Uh, Trinity Benson from... TV 12 where's he from? East Central, baby. East Oklahoma. Central, Oklahoma. Let's find out a, a little more about East what, Central. Uh, yeah, what, what's the town? Do you have any guesses? Uh, still... It's not still water. Stillhead. Wait, this one says that it's in Missouri. It can't be this one. <laughs> There's multiple East Centrals? Apparently there are multiple wow, East Centrals. how about that? East, I said East Central College. He oh. went to East Central uh, University. I can't believe you would say he'd go to East Central College. I know. It's disrespectful. Uh, my apologies to everyone who went to East Central University in Ada. Oklahoma ADA ADA wow uh, let's last thing we need to know is what their um, team mascot is do you have any guesses um is it a funny one or is it a no nope. um I'm gonna go with the Bears close uh Tigers oh. and their mascot's uh, name is Rory the Tiger but it's spelled O R O A R Y like because it roars a lot it's Rory. <laughs> thinkers out there i i gotta give it to east central anyways um shout out to trinity benson he's been awesome shout out east central ada oklahoma the whole squad <laughs> so you know when you do the google search and it like does the uh it like finishes it for you yeah if you do ada 
okay. The first one that pops up, Ada, Oklahoma population. The, ne the next one's not funny. Is Ada, Oklahoma murders. So oh, Good God, wow. okay. It I mean, adds up with what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no unless unless Zach had no a uh, Zach. <laughs> unless Zach had a flask under the table at the Broncos press box today, which he wouldn't be the first media member who was doing that. Yeah, tired Zach. Look at my eyes, so tired. It, those who have been listening to the show for a long time know we do some of our best yeah. work when tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and after games. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the the legendary that's a big boy comment <laughs> came after preseason game number four. And I'm sad. This We only have one more night game. Yeah, that's actually a huge bummer. I was asking you that the other day. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an away night. game. Thursday night away. But the good news is it will be after dark after the home games for most of the season. Well, I mean, after sundown. Yeah, 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 yeah after dark, right? No, there, that's the beginning of dark. What is? Sundown is the start of dark. After dark is beyond that. Right, right. But does the sun go down like 4.30? Yes. In the winter? Yeah. So it'll be after dark. No, Wait, that's during dark. Sundown? I'm so confused. <laughs> if it's dark, it's at... Oh, after dark would be when it's light out. After dark is like moon's up in the sky. You, you, you're past dark or you're at a whole new thing. You're, you're waiting for light. It, it would be light if it's after dark. Right, yeah, yeah. They say that's essentially the point the of this. Light is all it, the, the light is always darkest after dawn, <laughs> after darkness. <laughs> it's always darker, darkest before the dawn. Um, I don't even know where to go with this right now. I'm just Neither. gonna I'm gonna give us a chance to reset here by telling you about our friends. Uh, if you guys want to sound like we do right now, hit up our friends at Solace Meds. Um, that was good. <laughs> they've got smoking hot deals in four convenient Colorado locations. One in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one's just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax, right down the street from here. Now, they've got some awesome deals, <laughs> including Dixie Elixirs, two for 30, uh, Spectre, 20% off, Ripple, 25% off, and on and on and on. What the best part about <clears throat> when you go over to Solace Meds is <laughs> you laugh like this. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, the best part is that you take the deals they already have. Then you take the deal of DNVR 20. <laughs> you stack it on top of that. <laughs> and then you can also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you, when you use that code DNVR. So go to Solace Meds and use that code. Gosh, dang it. Go oh, ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, dang it. <laughs> Who who are we out here? We're uh, we're Philip Rivers. Uh, something that's not. We funny. have the preseason sillies. I gave some bad advice about this game. Thought the Broncos are gonna kill him. How did the Broncos not kill the Rams tonight? I'm sorry, but I just can't take the Broncos minus nine and a half. Oh well, you were right. I mean, I thought I thought it was easy money over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook won tonight, but Ryan, they're not gonna win for much of this season because we're going to be giving out some killer picks. But here's the thing. You don't even have to fleece DraftKings. They don't have to fleece you. For you to get in on this deal that they've got going on, you turn $1 into $200 in free bets if you bet on one preseason game or one regular season game in week one. That's all you have to do. And then they'll give you $200 in free bets. So bet on any pre or any week one game and you'll get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's that easy. Plus, get in on all of the same game parlays that they've got going on. I cannot wait 
for the regular season. Broncos favored right now going into New York week one. That's something to keep your eye on. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, I gave out a juicy three-leg parlay on the show yesterday mm. for college football. Mm. Illinois plus seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to put that in. Scott Frost for life is what I'm hearing. Scott Fraud. Um, <laughs> and then UCLA minus 10 in the first half. Easy cover. Mm. San Jose State minus 13 and a half in the first half. Easy cover. We got a boost from DraftKings oh. Sportsbook. So it's plus 755. Ooh, throw a couple units on that, and boy. You're the life pretty. is your oyster right now. Yes. That, I mean, you just keep messing up phrases. <laughs> oh, the, the world is are, your oyster. Yes. Uh, keep playing the hit sack. Uh, Allie, do we have any super chats we need to get to? I saw one wow. earlier, so yeah. we're going to have to scroll for it and find it. <laughs> That's a lot of scrolling. The Jeez. people are having a good night, too. We've had two producers, wow. and they wow. basically look like the first two drives of Drew Locke and Teddy <laughs> oh, Bridgewater boy. so far. Allie's going to turn around. She's going to do a little uh, Drew, there Drew it Locke is. touchdown drive. I knew there was one. They called it. From Colin Waples? Waples? Waples. Uh, Waple, Colin, Colin Waples down in Naples. Yes. Uh, lots of runs on second down and long. Yeah. Seemed like starters didn't give 110% effort. I don't want it. I don't want 110% effort yeah, that's uh, true. when those guys are out there. But I mean, last year, the Broncos ranked one of the highest in the entire uh, NFL in terms of runs on second and long, which a lot of like old school coaches will say the only way you can prove you're committed to the run is if you're willing to run on second and long, <laughs> then just don't be committed to the run because <laughs> uh, it does not work. Well, Pat Shermer, he's committed, baby. He's committed to third and eight. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a bad position, not just for Drew Locke, for anyone. For anyone. For anyone. Yeah, anyone. I mean, certain quarterbacks, it doesn't matter. Right. But it's still, they don't want to be there ever. Right. No. Um, and for Teddy, he's going to have to hit those little ones. Um, again, not all his fault. There's just a lot of like little timing routes that just seemed off. The one yeah. to Tim Patrick, way off on yep. in a short throw. He needs to hit those short ones to keep on schedule. So you're not because yep. if you get into second and ten, you know what's coming. Yep. Especially it's, after an incompletion on the first one, yes. they're gonna run the ball. Yes, because they don't want to go yep. bang bang bang. Yep. Twenty seven seconds oh off the clock and punt. Gosh. Oh no, they can't. So you got to really make sure you get those first down four yard completions. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you have to. And so, it, I mean, it's a, it's a great point, Colin. And th we're going to find out in week one against the Giants whether it was an excuse or a reason of what Bridgewater said after the game, saying that, um, you know, he, he was just really trying to force it to those guys to get him in a rhythm. If he continues to be off with them, then uh, it's more of uh, an excuse than a reason. And you really hope that that's not the case. Something that Teddy said after the game, which I loved, Ryan, which just reminded me of this. He was asked about... Um, oh, I got to find it right here. He was asked about, I got to find it again. Here we go. He, 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 One more time. Solace meds. Uh, <laughs> he was asked about some fans not liking him being named the starting quarterback. And he said, I'm not a salesman. I love playing football. I love playing for the Denver Broncos. 
And that's just that was that, salesy. He was, sold me. It was salesy, and that's just that's who he is. He he's such a likable dude that if he plays well, which I think you could say about anyone, but if he plays well, the fan base is gonna absolutely love this guy at least for as long as he plays well. Zach, what is your read on the locker rooms feeling towards Teddy Bridgewater being named the starter over Drew? I think most of them agree with it and like it. It was weird though we touched on it ryan just about um how we didn't like the way vic fangio and pat Shermer approached naming naming teddy the starter over drew and just how mad they were about the whole thing and how they really sold drew after saying that he wasn't the better quarterback we thought that was weird they also we also talked to garrett bowles and von miller right after they named teddy the starter and that was also just weird i mean i thought both of those guys were really just trying to show their support for drew by how well they talked about him it was just weird i mean it was a very similar mindset that that pat Shermer and vic fangio had when talking about just really pumping up drew saying good things about teddy but pumping up drew more i do think that speaks more to they just wanted to protect drew instead of what they thought about teddy but i, I do think behind the scenes the the guys knew that that's probably their best chance to win right now yeah, I get the feeling it's like a friend thing. Like, they are all friends with Drew. He's a, he's also a really likable guy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so for whatever reason, you end up in a competition with another co-host. Don't say this. And they come in, and they're just doing, like, slightly better numbers. Shut your mouth. And, and I'm just like, but I really, really like <laughs> Zach. And, like, the other people are saying, like. I know how this ends. They're saying, yeah, but yeah, the numbers are just slightly better with this new guy. We got to go with him. We got, you know, the, we got to do what the advertisers want. And in the end, I'm just like, okay, I guess I understand, but I, I feel I'm really bummed about my guy, Zach. Like that's, I feel like how they are with Drew. They're like, he did everything he's asked for him. The numbers right. were good. Right. Um, we really like him and somehow it didn't all work out for him. I mean, th that stat line you read. Yeah. 19 of 28, 230-something yards, 98. 298 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. It's like, how is that not enough rating. to win the job? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Yep. And, and I think that's why there's like this – they just feel really bad. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and they've seen how much he's put into this. And I think that's the toughest thing for Drew is, boy, he did try. It was not a lack of effort, and everyone saw that as well. But, Ryan, what I'll say is – if Tonight's my last show. It's been a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, that touchdown to Austin Fort could technically be the last throw we ever see from Drew Locke in a Broncos uniform? Yep, it very well could be. Because as we said, Ryan, especially if that's his last throw of this season, he's not the quarterback next year. His future is not here in Denver. Let's, uh, let's play that chord for a second. Oh. What does that look like? Why would the Broncos not keep Drew Locke around next year when he's cheap? And experienced. It's a good question. If it's the well, same question we asked about Trevor Simeon, right? Right. Well, and they just messed that up. They shipped Trevor out to try to give Paxton another chance, and then they <laughs> ended up just cutting Paxton. Trevor would have been so much better to keep as the backup. Trevor Simeon was like a tailor-made backup for Case Keenum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and John Elway, his best pick at quarterback. He says it was too good of a pick because it made my first round pick look bad. So mm -hmm. I'm going to trade him out. Really weird. Really, very, really weird. Very weird. But it is a good question about Drew. Why would you not keep him? Maybe it would be doing right by Drew 
and saying, uh, we're done with you here. And you may have a better start or better chance to start somewhere else or be in a competition because I don't think the Broncos are going to do this again next year where it's Teddy versus Drew. Um, and it, here, here's a reason is if Teddy does well enough to be the Tyrod Taylor and then you draft a Josh Allen next year, you draft a first round quarterback, then there's no room for Drew. You don't need Drew to be your third quarterback. So you trade Drew for fourth round pick or something just to get something back in return. And then you have Teddy in a competition with a rookie. That's where Drew Locke really doesn't have a place here. Yeah, and I was thinking for a second now, like, okay, what if they bring in Aaron Rodgers? Drew's a great backup for Aaron Rodgers, a great person for him to learn behind. The problem is his contract expires after that year. Right. So what are you going to do? Sign him up based off of not seeing him play for two years? Right. Probably not. Doesn't even make sense in that regard. He ha- For him, he has to go somewhere where he can play. And I'll just say this. The Broncos are setting up like something that could just make them look so incredibly dumb, which is Drew Locke going somewhere else and putting it all together. Um, now, tonight, I, I had a bit of a realization with Drew, and it's like, it's not always like this. But when everything goes right on the play, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he is so good. He just he throws rockets. He can get it to any spot on the field. He is an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, when things start to go wrong, it just gets really wonky and just things can kind of go haywire for him. Uh, and that's when you have things like the strip sack, yeah. or you just have him make bad decisions because all of a sudden, like he gets sped up and just doesn't see the field as well. I don't know if that can be learned. I don't know if it's ever going to click for him. But if for whatever reason he was able to slow things down a little bit when they go wrong and then he can be that guy when things go right, he really can be a really good NFL quarterback. And I just I cannot imagine the reaction around here if, I don't know, let's say he ends up uh, in Indianapolis next year and they're done with Carson Wentz or whatever. Um, they're maybe going to have to start Jacob Eason in week one, I'm Ooh, seeing. Yikes. Um, and Drew becomes the guy there and becomes the guy there. Oh, my gosh. It's, and, it's uh, legitimately in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Just look at the stats you just read off, you know? Like, yep. he can do it in this league. And uh, that would be a massive bummer for George Payton to start off his NFL uh, GM job in Denver like that. By Not only did you pass up on one potentially <laughs> yeah. in Justin Fields or two in yeah. Justin Fields and Mac Jones, you also had one on your roster yeah. and sent him off. Yep, that would just be terrible. And Ryan, that that's why so many people, understandably so, they see the good things from Drew and they say, I want to overlook the bad things. I want to hope that he can overcome the bad things and be the good quarterback because when the highs are there, they're great. I saw so many people tweeting that, you know, when Drew was on today, just how much more exciting it was than even when Teddy was on. And they both finished the, their good drives with nearly identical stats, but Drew's just has the flash. It's more fun. That's why if Paxton Lynch, or, or I shouldn't say Paxton Lynch, if, if Trevor Simeon had the, the stats that Drew did last year, people would have been so done with him. They wouldn't have wanted him in a quarterback competition. He wouldn't have been 82% on your poll a week ago. They would have said, no, get out of here. You're not good. But it's the upside that you see, and it's that word potential that is so dangerous in the NFL. And we're seeing how dangerous it can be with with a guy like Drew. Perception is pretty much everything for quarterbacks in the NFL. 
even if Drew Locke was a projected third round pick and the Broncos picked him in the second round, everyone would have jumped shipped right away off yeah. But he he didn't have to be a first round pick because he was projected first round yeah. pick. So then he had this like steel thing attached yeah. to him. Yeah. And it changes everyone's it's the same thing as, you know, last year while he had his ups and downs, if he if that was a rookie season for a rookie for a first round quarterback Everyone pointed to all the positives, all the positives, all the positives. Yep. When you aren't, when you don't have the benefit of the doubt, everyone points to all the negatives. It's an interesting thing. You hope that the evaluators on on your team uh, are going a little more in depth than that, but it it never goes away what was originally thought of you. Right. Exactly. So Ryan, we're talking about Drew over under when we see him this year. I'll set it at seven and a half. Week. Seven and a half. I mean, I feel like if I was just betting the odds here, the under would be the smarter play. Yeah, which is crazy. And uh, yet have to think they're going to see We're going to see him this year. He's played in 16 games once. It was his second year in the NFL before the year before he had that terrible injury. Uh, he played in 16 games in 2015. Okay, so let me ask you this. The Broncos are they've played six games. They're three and three. It's week seven. Teddy Bridgewater is out for one week. He has like a mid ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Can't go. Drew Lock goes out and throws for two hundred and ninety yards. Actually he puts out the exact stats that oh, he did in the preseason. My goodness. Eighteen of twenty eight or whatever it was, nineteen of twenty eight. Yep. 294 yards, three yeah. touchdowns, zero interceptions. The Broncos win. I don't know who they play in week seven off the top of my head. Um, and maybe the Browns. The Broncos win the game. Woo. Now what? You have to start Drew. And I was going to say, until you said these numbers, like this good, if they won the game but Drew was just okay, they go back to Teddy just because of, again, Vic Fangio giving the nod to Teddy. They go with Drew. You you can't not go with Drew, especially because Teddy hasn't been doing fantastic. If they're right. three and it's been three, average. yeah, you go with Drew. You have to, but really short leash. Okay. If he comes out and there's a pick in the first half, that next game the Broncos are down seven in week eight. It's Teddy coming out at halftime. Okay. But and that's like so terrible worst case scenario yeah. when you're flip flopping quarterbacks left and right. But again, when jobs are on the line and te- there's desperation yep. involved and the team isn't done, done. Yeah. Like, remember when they brought in Brock Osweiler and yep. started him against the Eagles? Like, they were done. Oh, that was such a but bad But they weren't game. done, done then. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I've brought it up many times. He kept saying, ball security's job security. Ball security's job security. And on, like, the first series, he throws it deep into triple coverage to <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, of all people. Just insane. Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, yeah. uh, the newly vaccinated. Yes, yes he is. Um, week seven, Cleveland. In Cleveland. Good call. Holy cow, if they were to win that game with Drew balling out. Three oh, touchdowns, no interceptions. Oh, my goodness. And then you have a lot. That would be on a short week, too. So he would just, I mean, people would be going nuts. Then he would have a long week to prepare the next week for Washington at home. Two good defenses. I mean, that's this Drew. Someone should clip this and send it to Drew Lock. 
This is what right. he needs to build up in his right. head as what he's preparing for, right? Drew watches anyway. So oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. This is what he needs to be preparing for. Right. At some point during this season, I'm going to get a chance, and when I do, I'm going to put a stranglehold on that position and never give it up again. Yep. And even if it doesn't end up being here, which I think in this like dream scenario we're talking about, eventually he plays so well that you get, that he remains the starter – but even if it's not here, he has an opportunity to go out there and prove to someone else yep. that he should be their quarterback. Yep, and if he goes out and balls this year, maybe it is. He he is the guy that the Broncos treat as their first-round pick next year, and he is in another quarterback competition. I'd, ha- I'd find it hard to believe it would be with Teddy Bridgewater. I think if he's in a quarterback competition, it's with someone else next year, which I don't know if that would be a veteran or a young guy. But he is still young enough where if he shows upside this year, Ryan, teams are going to jump at the opportunity to maybe not make him his st- the starter, but another quarterback competition. Yeah, it's so interesting. There is also a, an opportunity where he doesn't play at all this year. And I will always be thinking what if with Drew Locke. I think there's I so many circumstances that have just gone against him in his career. Um, and obviously, he didn't play very well last year. But there – I mean – the COVID season, the year is a new offense, a new center. All those things did not mm-hmm. help him at all. Now, again, he could have played better and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yep. But he didn't have a lot of things going his way. I, I, the f- firing Rich Scangarello was not going his way. And T.C. McCartney, by the way, he had a great relationship with both of those. That was a bad break for him, I think. Yep. And then just the fact that Teddy Bridgewater played like so clean yep. that he didn't have an opportunity to win the job. And then again... Teddy stays healthy all year, doesn't get a chance here. He's probably not getting a chance somewhere else. I mean, maybe he's in a quarterback competition, but I just think circumstances played a role in his career to this part, to this point. And I'll be thinking about that until he gets another opportunity, if he gets another opportunity. Ryan, the Broncos traded a sixth-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater. Would they be in a better or a worse position right now if they had done that same deal for Gardner Minshew, since Minshew was just traded to the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, I think Philadelphia is like a perfect city for Gardner Minshew. Oh, I, think yeah. he, I think he's going to be so loved there. Uh, Jacksonville and, worked for him, too, though. He's very it did. It did. versatile. I was thinking, where could he not go? I don't think L.A. or New York. No, he definitely could. <sighs> just not the vibe. That's not his vibe. Jorts it in just, L.A. or New York? I mean, he'd just switch it up. Oh, you think he'd be going like Tux? Like pastels. Oh, <laughs> man, I'd love to see a pastel Minch. Uh, the Broncos would be better off. With Gardner? Yeah. Would he be the starter over Drew? Would he have beat out Drew? I think we had this conversation in the offseason, and I said yes. And I think so, too. When we were ranking them, that like all of these middle quarterbacks he had to trade a late-round pick for, Gardner would have been the best one. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell the Jaguars just did. Uh, no idea. No. So you split reps to uh, to a decision that you knew you were going to make. Right. To maybe try to increase his trade value. Is that the thought? And then they got a sixth round pick? I have no idea. I mean, Ryan, we were talking about we would trade a third for him in this offseason. Yeah, I think so. Just so weird. And, I mean, you, you said it at first. You did not believe in Urban Meyer being a good coach in Jacksonville. I thought he would get a second contract. Not because necessarily of who he is, but Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he's trying his best to mess it all up. 
he, he literally just he's doing the Vance Joseph. Oh Every button he presses is the wrong gosh. one. All right. Uh, I think we've been going on for a while here. Allie, is there anything specific that you saw we needed to get to in the comments? Nope. All right. Uh, well, I guess Allie After thinks all of gone? your comments suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, I figured. Very good. I was that's just kidding. sad. Um, you know, that's okay. Happy and sad. It's ha it, it's what is happy is the Broncos went three and zero in the yeah. preseason. Yeah. Um, they, you know, you the the quality of schedule is not very good. It's like what probably Alabama is going to play in their <laughs> non-conference schedule. Um, but you got to take care of who's in front of you. Yep. They did that. I yep. feel like they built a lot of confidence for a lot of different players, yep. um, including Teddy Bridgewater, who's yep. going to be the starting quarterback of this team. And they kind of also get three cupcakes as much as you can in the NFL to they start the regular do. season as well. So Six it's not going to be that easy, but it's almost like this perfect, really easy, a little bit harder, and then you're going to yep. get to the really tough stuff at the end of the season. Yeah. Hey, week four is when uh, we hope the real evaluation starts. Because if the real evaluation has started before... The real evaluation will be over. <laughs> yes, that will be bad. <laughs> Ryan, just before we're over tonight, a couple things coming up. Cut day is Tuesday. We're going to have a tracker for everything you need to know. Vic Fangio said he and George Payton are going to have a real talk about the roster tomorrow. So wouldn't be surprised to see some cuts come in tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday at 2 p.m. They've got to make their cuts We'll be, we'll be following that. I think on Monday we'll probably be doing a pod talking about who's going to get the final roster picks. Uh, and then two weeks from tomorrow, baby, here we go. It's coming up quick. Um, and, yeah, we were, we're going to do a roster prediction show on Monday, so make sure you tune in for that, of course, right here on the YouTube channel. Um, and also, everyone, smile. Broncos still haven't lost this year. Feels and if good. you're smiling and you want your smile to look even better, head on down to Green Mountain Dental Group where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. And what you'll love about Green Mountain Dental Group is they will treat you like family down there. They're part of our family, the DNVR family, and they've supported us for a long time, including throughout the entirety of the pandemic. That kind of stuff means a lot to us. So we'd love if you made them your dentist if you need any work done in the metro area. But for tonight, that is going to wrap it up for us on the DNVR Broncos postgame show. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, and we will see you on Monday.
you, baby. 